At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. There's no agenda other than winning. There's no, like, let's take a look at this guy, let's take a look at that guy. I want us to go win games. I want our players to go make the plays down the stretch. I want us to coach well, and I want us to go win. So that's everybody. That's me as the head coach. That's coordinators and assistant coaches. I want us to prepare like crazy and I want us to go out and play our best football and uh, win games. And now along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk. Live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. A lot to get to tonight so we'll jump right in with Matt Rule who joins us live to kick off Panther Talk tonight following the bye week. Coach along with uh, Jim and and Eugene, it's Mick. Thanks for being with us. We hear a lot of, of coaches talk about the self-scout component of a bye week. It came late for the Panthers this year. But my, my first question to get us going this evening, what did you feel like you learned about your ball club uh, going through the self-scouting exercises? Well, you know, I think, uh, I think, I think we have a, a good team. Um, but, but obviously we've come up short, uh, you know, too many times. And so um, it's never like this huge, hey, we have to – you know, change a bunch of things. It's usually just make, make a couple subtle adjustments, you know, um, uh, you know, whether it's a technique, whether it's a, a position that we have to get to play better, whatever it is. And so um, I, I think that we, we, we tried to go out and say to ourselves, Hey, Hey, what are we doing? Well, what are we not doing? Well, more importantly, and what can we add in to, to our scheme, to our techniques um, that will allow us to play better in, you know, in the two minute, in third down, in the red zone, et cetera. And, Coach, to that same point, I want to know, what was your message uh, to your coaches, too, and were you thinking about maybe changing up some of those schemes and maybe some more even games or something getting even more pressure on the, uh, on the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I, you know, what I don't want to do, you know, I, I, I love what we do. I don't, I don't ever want to just change, you know, you know haphazardly or wholeheartedly. I think we've – what we've done, and I think our coaches have done a great job all year of – of, of taking advantage of what our players can do and putting them in, in good position. Um, but I do want to always build off of that. And so um, find, trying to find a way to get more pressure on the quarterback, I think, is is one key. Um, you know, we haven't gotten a ton of pressure with, with you know, by rushing four, uh, certainly not by rushing three. So trying to find a way to be a little bit more uh, aggressive at times while still, uh, you know, protecting the back end and not, you know, hanging guys out to dry. Um, so I think it was just a matter of looking at some of those things, um, uh, like I said, on third down, on the red zone, in, in the red zone, and uh, seeing seeing what we could incorporate. And then, Coach, you get the the, the COVID list today, and it's uh, off the active roster, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Derek Brown, Zach Kerr, Shaq Thompson, Greg Little, in addition to 
Yitor uh, Gross Matos previously, Bruce Hector. So at least it's Monday, right? But uh, the challenge this week as far as juggling personnel, you've been through COVID, you've been through injuries, some long-term injuries, but to have a list like that, uh, what's the challenge like this week as far as putting that all together? Well, you know, we, we're hopeful that we'll get some of those guys uh, back. But, but you know, as I told our team, you know, sometimes sometimes the difference, you know, between where people are in life or in football is just opportunity. And um, there's a lot of guys in supporting roles who, given the opportunity, you know, we feel very strongly could perform at a really high level. And so um, my, my message to our guys was to take advantage of, of the extra practice reps. If you get in the game of the extra game reps, show what you can do. Um, you know, don't, don't wait around looking for an opportunity. The opportunity might just be here and go out there and, and take advantage of it. And if we get some guys back, that'll be awesome. But, uh, it's our job to prepare who we have. And so we're going to prepare the guys that, you know, that are available to us and, and hope that everyone else is healthy and, and go from there. Coach, you feel pretty good about uh, the chances that Christian McCaffrey and Dante Jackson will be uh, up and, and able to contribute this Sunday. As I sit here right now, you know, we obviously have to get to practice um, on Wednesday and, and see how guys move around and see how guys feel. But as I sit here, you know, on Monday, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely hopeful that those guys can go out and help us play this Sunday. And, and Coach, I've been uh, asked this a number of times just by people on the street. Hey, will we ever be able to see Davis and McCaffrey in the backfield together at one point in time using, utilizing both their gifts yeah, I think the, the key right now is just is the getting Christian back. You know, um, uh, you know, the times that we've had him, he's only been three games this year. It's been kind of, you know, obviously the last time with him coming off of injury and trying to limit his reps. Um, but, uh, you know, if we ever – I think if we ever did get him back and knew that we would have him, then, then Joe and his guys would do a great job of, of trying to do some things like that. But right now it's kind of such a, you know, kind of wait-and-see mode that, um, you know, we're just, uh, you know, pre- preparing as if – uh, we might have them, and if we do know that we have them, then we could be a little bit more uh, aggressive and, and creative. And I'm going to use the Eugene angle of questions we get in radio that we'll pass on to you at the, the tight end position. Obviously, you get great blocking and great overall play for what you're looking for. Did you anticipate maybe more pass receptions at that position this year? And if it hasn't happened that way, is it just a matter of the way the games have fallen, or why is that, do you think? Um. Yeah, yeah, we probably would love to have our tight ends catch more balls. Um, I know they would probably like to catch more balls. I think the way the offense has evolved, it's been sort of uh, Curtis Samuel has taken that control in the middle of the field, third down type of uh, a position. Um, he's taken that role, um, and I think he's done a really good job of it. But uh, I just sort of think that's, you know, that's kind of how things have fallen. Um, you know, as we move forward, you know, with an actual offseason, you know, people – you know, sometimes people, sometimes in coaching, we don't really realize how difficult it is to play tight end. You know, you're, you're basically an offensive lineman on one play and a wide receiver on the next. And there's so many nuances and so much timing and so much, you know, so much that goes into it. And um, I don't know if our, uh, I don't know if, if, if you can really develop that chemistry without a true off season to really get a feel for each other. So I'm hopeful that as we move forward in the future, that that will improve, but, um, you know, I think we're nearing in on, you know, two receivers, hopefully getting a thousand yards. I mean, there's only so many balls to go around. And I think uh, Teddy's done a good job of, of, of getting it to, to Robbie and DJ and Curtis. And hopefully we can get a few more to those other guys. Matt Rule on Panther Talk Live. Coach, you seem like, um, I mean, it's easy to see about you that you love the game and you have that work ethic and that you're also a dedicated family man. 
How's the process been like for you as a head coach to make sure that the quality of your life, your family life, is not affected by the W's and the L's? Um, well, I mean, I think, um, you know, my, my, my family, you know, uh, maybe not the girls are still pretty young and they're seven and five. They come to the game wanting to see Sir Purr, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, my, my wife and certainly, certainly my 16 year old son, I mean, they're every bit in it with me and they, um, they, they, they go through the ups and the downs just like me. Um, I think, um, you know, they, they believe in the process, you know, um, you know, they, they understand that, that we're, you know, you're not coming somewhere because it's already, you know, it's not, it's ready made, you know, they don't, they don't usually give, you know, give away ready-made jobs, you know, you're usually coming somewhere because there's some work to be done. And sometimes um, the work to be done can, can seem slow, can seem whatever to people on the outside, but on the inside, you know, that you're getting, getting it done. And so they've been through this with me twice before, you know, um, it's, it's, it's never, it's never easy. Um, but at the same time, you know, I say this all the time, I'm enjoying every second of it, you know, I enjoy our players. I enjoy the people that work at the Carolina Panthers. I certainly enjoy our fans. I enjoy talking to you guys. Um, you know, I know what we're building. And um, when I walk through the door, whenever I do get home, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there to be a father. I'm there to be a dad. I'm there to be a husband. I make sure that I take time for that. Um, and there's plenty of other time to work. I probably don't do a great job in the season of taking care of myself, my health and all those things. I probably am either being a dad or being a coach, but um you know, I want my I want my kids to know that they were always important to me. At the same time, I, I want to make sure that I'm always giving everything I can to the team. And, and uh, I feel pretty good that we've done that so far this year. And we have four games left to to give all we can to make sure that the Panthers um, the Panthers meet their standard of, of 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 the way that we play. Coach, you just mentioned about the the process, and I'm wondering what you saw from the Minnesota Viking game when you look at your defense and the turnovers and things that happened defensively. Is that a omen of good things to to come? And is that defense turning up? Is that a turning point for this defense? Well, I mean, the thing about the defense is is that, you know, all year I've been asked about the defense, and, and people haven't really asked me about the offense that much. And I look at the defense like they're they're fifteenth, and maybe now I think they went down to sixteenth in scoring defense. So I mean, we haven't been great on third down. We've had these different areas, but they've kept people out of the end zone. And you know, other than one game, I mean, every game's been a you know, nip and tuck down the stretch. And so we're just trying to take these small steps of getting off the field on third down, creating turnovers. Uh, we were able to obviously create turnovers this past game. We did not, we did not get off the field to the level that we want, at least at the end of the game. So, um, you know, I, I made a decision at the end to kick a field goal and go up six. And I fully expected our defense to go out there and get the stop. And we didn't do that, but there's going to be a day where, where we will. And, um, you know, I think, I think what, what I wanted to make sure our defense knew is that I have confidence in them. I'm always going to, I'm always going to bet that they're going to go out and get the job done and they're getting better and better and better. And, um, you know, I, I was proud of the effort that they gave for most of the game to, to score on defense, to make, you know, to, to think that you score on defense twice and don't win the game is that doesn't happen very often. So it hurts. It bothers us. It's, you know, we're emotional. We're angry after the game, all those different things. But all I'll say is, are we moving for, you know, further and further and further along? Are we getting a better defense now than we were at the beginning of the year? As long as we keep improving and getting better, then that, that to me is all the process means. And it means that we'll be better, you know, these next four games and we'll be better into the future. Amen to that. 
And uh, obviously we've talked uh, about the fact that it was a working week, uh, by and large, for the coaches with the players having the week off. But kind of back to what Mick was talking about with home life, you come out of the college ranks uh, your first season as a head coach at the pro level. Saturday, Sunday, how much uh, college and pro football? Was that a big part of your weekend or just a small part of it with trying to balance the home life and all that? No, I, yeah, no, I, our, we're a football house. I mean, we Saturday comes on, we turn on college football. Sunday, we turn on the pro games. You know, um, everybody in our house knows that we're, we're going to watch football when, when football's on. So, um, and and I, you know, I have a football wife, and and uh, um, everyone's a part of it here. So we, uh, you know, we uh, we uh, we watch lots of games, and you know, we love the game of football. I think it's the greatest game that there is. And you know, when you're a college coach, um, a bye week is brutal. You know, you're on the road recruiting you're going to high school games you don't really get home a chance to see your family so even if i'm home with my ipad working or with my laptop working at least uh, at least i have a chance to be around my kids be around my wife and uh um, that's what we've uh, that's what we've uh, as a staff did this past week get a quick thumbnail from you coach if we might about denver before we ring off do you see any of yourself yourselves in the bronco team well i mean you know they uh they like us i mean they've 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 uh, had some tough, you know, close losses. Uh, they've played really good football. They played the heck out of the Chiefs, you know, coming off of a tough game versus the Saints where, you know, obviously because of the COVID tests and all those things, they really they really didn't have a quarterback. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they play aggressive defense. They're tough. They're physical. Um, that, that's what a big Fangio team will always do. I think Locke's a great young quarterback, uh, can move. They have a great running game. So I mean, it, it, they're 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 a team that's got an edge, and they play hard, and they play together, and and, and they complement each other. That's exactly what we're trying to build. So uh, I think it'll be a great opportunity for us to go out and uh, um, try to see if we can take another step as a team and go play, go 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 play great football for sixty minutes versus a, a team that I know wants to do that as well. Looking forward to it, Coach. Thanks for your time. Good luck in your preparations this week. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. And we enjoy talking to you, too, just for the record. So appreciate that. Thanks, thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Matt Rule, our guest on Panther Talk. We're going to take a short break. we got a big show lined up for you. As if a live interview with Matt Rule here at the roundtable was not enough, we'll do our broadcast roundtable next. We still have Marty Herney. You'll hear from Christian McCaffrey. And it's all wrapped up in a holiday package we call Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I feel like we've come a long way in terms of the brand that we want to play, in terms of the style, in terms of the work ethic, the practice, the locker room. Guys not feeling like independent contractors, but feeling like they're part of a team. I feel like we're a tough team. We battle back through adversity. We we play really hard. We can work competitive. You know, we've unfortunately lost eight games this year. You know, they got the two Tampa Bay games, which have not been good to us. The other six losses have been by 25 points. You know, that doesn't make us feel better, but it tells us that, hey, you know what? In a year where not a lot of people didn't pick us to have more than, you know, three, four, five wins, you know, we are closer and closer and closer each and every week. And so, you know, as painful as the Minnesota loss was, you know, that's one that we know we should have won. 
we'll get better from it. But uh, culture-wise, I appreciate the way that these guys work, and I appreciate the way that these guys hang together. Even after we kicked that field goal and uh, they went down and scored, our offense took the ball and went right back down the field, gave us a chance to win. And um, that's what we're looking for, a team that just always fights and always battles. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Yes, it does. A broadcast roundtable brought to you by GEICO. Hey, now, there's great news. You can save money switching to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, spend 15 minutes, let them run some diags on your insurance, and we're betting that you will save money, 15% or more, on your car insurance. So our broadcast roundtable, Zocal recaps some injuries here in a second, but, fellas, what do you know about Drew Locke? Have you seen enough of this quarterback in his fourth year out of Missouri, or second year out of Missouri, rather, 6'4", about 230 pounds, uh, to have an opinion on him as a trigger man? You know, I was just kind of looking at the numbers, and uh, I think part of the, you know, coach had mentioned that they got a good young quarterback and he's strong, and he mentioned some things. But I also looked at the numbers, and the very first thing that caught my eye was his completion percentage. He was at 55% completion percentage. Well, that doesn't get it done at the quarterback position. That means that you're going to be somewhere a little bit less than the 500. That quarterback position, you got to be up in those 60s and, and those 70s to have a chance to, to, to really mobilize, mobilize your team. And I don't want to judge him too harshly because I haven't seen too much of him. But the 13 interceptions, the TDs, and then the quarterback rating is 67.1. So when we look at it, it just tells me a lot about just looking at just the stats of the quarterback is that the Denver Broncos can't get this thing together as much because it's predicated upon your quarterback. This is a quarterback-driven league. When your quarterback is doing well, your quarterback is commanding the game, you, you're going you're gonna to be in a lot of games to actually have a chance to go ahead and win. And so I think the, the numbers tell me a little bit about where the quarterback is and where this team is at. And, and you mentioned it in there, but the first stat that got me was the 13 interceptions versus nine touchdowns, and that's just uh... – Almost high school numbers there. But um, they got two great running backs when they're healthy. Yes. When Melvin Gordon and uh, Philip Lindsay are both healthy and uh, activated, uh, they, they're both good. They're both over four and a half yards per carry. And Gordon, of course, with the, the longer history there. Noah Font, their tight end, is one of the better pass-catching tight ends in the league. Not big names at receiver as far as uh, who they've been throwing to this year. and Maybe that's part of the issue there. But as Coach mentioned, and uh, I know, Eugene, I know you remember Vic Fangio. He was the Panthers' yes. uh, first-ever defensive coordinator on the Dom Capers staff here. And uh, obviously late in life getting the head coaching chance uh, after being a, a coordinator all these many years, decades really, in the league. You, you knew that team would have a defensive trademark to it. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at 38% on third down, 38.9% on third down, that means your defense is putting in some work. Your defense is having a lot of stops. And judging by the games that they're in, a, a loss to Pittsburgh 26-21, to Tennessee Titans 16 to 14. Your defense is keeping you in the mix. It's keeping you relevant. 34 to 27 loss to Atlanta Falcons. It's keeping you in the mix. And so I think that just goes with having um, a, 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 you know, a defensive minded coach to go ahead and, and put some work in defensively. And then offensively, you're at 37%. You want to see those numbers in the 40s, the 45s, and those, because that tells me you got a good chance to go ahead and stay on the field when you have the ball in your hands. I think about Vic Fangio defense. I think blitz heavy when you cross the 50, and then closer you get to the red zone, uh, they are a handful uh, and hard to score against typically. But anyway, uh, so injury updates. Brought to you by Ortho Carolinas. We mentioned the uh, – 
COVID list. The six that are on the active roster are DJ Moore, who's also dealing with the ankle injury from the Minnesota game, Curtis Samuel on the reserve COVID list, Derek Brown, Zach Kerr, Shaq Thompson, Greg Little, and from last week, uh, Yitor Grossmatos and Bruce Hector. And again, as Coach said, they hope to get some of these players back by the time Sunday rolls around. And uh, the return of Christian McCaffrey and Dante Jackson seems like will be this week from their injuries. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. OrthoCarolina, your care, your way. There's a guy, number 22, supermodel girlfriend, uh, just bought a new house. Uh, what's that name again? Oh, McCaffrey. Christian House? McCaffrey. And we... <laughs> Mick Mixon. House doesn't do it justice. What do you know about it? Have you been up there? It's maybe the most expensive house we have in the area. I've not been there. No, I've not been invited. I've seen pictures. He's constantly texting me wanting me to come up to the crib, but I haven't been able to work it out yet. Yo, McCaffrey, you got to hook us up, man. We got to go up to the crib, man. What's gotta going on? Up there and check Apparently out the he won't even know if we're there. It's that big. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be in the broadcast wing here to McCaffrey residence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Calf, our, hook us up, Calf. He earned it. Leave our name at the guard gate. It's Zoki. Z- <laughs> That's S-Z-O-K-E. Z-O-K-I-E. I'll, get you, I'll get you guys in on my coattails. All right, enough of that. Certainly plenty more than that than is necessary. When we come back, we're going to hear from Christian McCaffrey next. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. <laughs> This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Think that we will look back one day and say, listen, this was part of the process that we knew was going to have to happen, but it still doesn't make it any easier to get through. But you learn from your your struggles, and I think it's going to make us a, a much better team moving forward. And, you know, we knew there would be some bumps in the road, but I think it's so frustrating when really look at most of our games, you know, they've come down the last possession. And I think once we do get that first one, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come one after another, because it gives you the confidence in those situations to get it done. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Zogi, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk. Presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Healthy, then injured, back for a short period of time, then injured again. Panther running back Christian McCaffrey says this season so far has challenged him in a variety of ways. When you go through life or or a football season in general, I think the best thing you can do is just take everything day by day. Um, And that's really what I'm doing. You know, I want to play this game for as long as I possibly can. And, uh, you know, sometimes injuries are a part of of the game. Uh, You know, rarely do you see someone – uh, go their whole career without missing a game. Obviously, that would have been great, but uh, you know, it's it, it's obviously tough. You know, I, you never want to miss games, but at the same time, you know, we have four games left, and I feel really good now. So, uh, the biggest thing for me is to mentally stay in it, to physically stay uh, in the best possible shape as I can, so that you know, when when I am ready to go, um, you know, I can I can uh, produce, and I think that's the most important thing. So, really, it's. You know, it is what it is. When when you get hurt or something bad happens, you just got to approach it day by day and, and take it one step at a time. Uh, work as hard as you can to get back so that you can get back on the field. It's been hard to be back for one game and then out again with an injury. Yeah, it's really frustrating. You know, you you work so hard for so long to come back and then something happens. And that's just the nature of the game. You know, I've never missed a game in my life up until this year. And 
I think the best thing that's come out of it, though, is I've, I've learned a lot about the game, learned a lot about myself, and I've been able to, you know, kind of experience that adversity of watching from the side and, uh, you know, learn from it. And I think that's that's kind of how I've approached it. And, you know, once again, I've just been working hard to, to get back on the field. McCaffrey grew up in Denver, and his father, Ed, played wide receiver with the Broncos. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of family history there. And, you know, I remember going to the Broncos games as a kid and watching my dad and, uh, growing up in the locker room and, and just kind of being attached to that team for a while. And, um, you know, obviously my parents still keep in touch with, with the Shanahan's and still have a lot of buddies. You know, I know my dad has a lot of friends that still keeps in contact with, but for me, uh, you know, obviously there, there, like I said, there is a, a lot of family history, but it's just an, a, another week for me. So I'm just going to approach it like I do any other team and uh, go about my process and then uh, do our best to try to win. Does McCaffrey believe he's a better football player now, having been on the sidelines for a time? Well, I think it just, you know, I, I don't think I ever had an issue, um, you know, with loving football. I've, I've always loved it. It's what makes me happy. But, you know, they always say you don't know what you have till it's gone. And when, when something gets taken from you that you love to do so much, uh, it can be challenging and, and frustrating mentally, emotionally, and physically. So uh, for me to go through that, um, you know, in a, in a way just continues to spark a fire in you and, and, and understanding how much I do love this game and how, uh, you know, taking pride in doing everything possible to, uh, you know, stay in the game to at least, you know, play. But but it definitely makes you appreciate the game a lot more. Christian's proud that he's accomplished a few things on and off the field in the last couple of months. Well, it's been a lot of work. Um, you know, for me, I, I've, I've really – uh, the days are actually longer when you're not playing than when you are playing. You know, I think from, from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, I'm, I'm doing something to try to get, you know, my ankle back and then my shoulder back and to try to stay, stay fast, stay in shape, stay strong and do all those things. It's a challenging process that can, that can be taxing, but, uh, I, I learned to fall in love with that and, and to love it and to, uh, you know, enjoy just the, the concept of getting better. So, um, that was really what my life was, you know, obviously a couple of things happened off the field, but, um, you know, for me that that's been the last, you know, however long it's been, uh, every day. So I, I cannot wait till I can just get through a week of practice and get back on my feet again and, and play football and, and, you know, with, with these guys. So that's, that's what I'm really excited about. Four games remain in the 2020 Carolina Panther regular season. McCaffrey is planning to be back and to be effective for all four. Stay tuned. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, will continue right after this. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Yeah, it's definitely tough, you know, being that it's a bye week. You have to think about it all week. But, you know, we have this saying of, of what's next, you know, um, that we, we preached, you know, around a facility. And I think, man, what, what happens is once you're able to, you know, take accountability of what happened, you know, look at the man in the mirror and be honest with him, then you're able to put that game behind you. And now for me, I'm able to, you know, point the finger at myself, you know, and remind myself that, man, you know, there's some, so much so much more better football in me. And I think um, just continue to be honest with myself and then, you know, come up with the plan for these next four weeks on how you want to finish this season because, you know, four games, a lot of football, so we still have an opportunity to just do some great things. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. 
Marty Herney's kind of a grinder. I doubt he did much during the bye weekend that had uh, something to do with anything other than football. But let's ask him as he joins us on Panther Talk. Marty, how was your bye week, both from a business and a personal standpoint? It was good, Mick. You know, we we worked from home, obviously, and gave us time to spend time with the families, but also gave me a lot of time to go through college tape and get uh, a number of players done. So it was a good week, and now we get back in and get ready for Denver. Do you have a nice place where you live, an office area where you've got the TV screens and you can kind of hear a little quiet when you need to? Yeah, I, we have an office that I work out of, and, and I take the TVs out because they're distractions. I work off my surface and, and can really get anything I need off that. So it was a good week. When will you start looking? I guess I know you're already looking at it, but when would you feel comfortable talking with us about the ways in which you think the Panthers will need to be made better through the draft? Well, I think we're constantly evaluating our rosters now, and we'll go over the last four weeks, and we have meetings with our pro scouts, and at the end of the year, we will, you know, Coach Rule and I will meet. I'm sure that personnel and coaching staffs will meet and and go over the roster, and, you know, it's something you talk about every day, Mick. You really do. You evaluate players every day. You talk about them. You talk about your needs. You know, there's so many questions right now going into this offseason as far as What's the salary cap going to be? And that's going to dictate a lot of what you do, not really free agent wise externally, but, you know, how you can try to keep your good players that are with you in uh, our free agents here. So it, it really is a daily process. We go through it all the time. And it's uh, these last four games are going to tell us a lot. For quite a long time, years now, Marty, I've, uh, I've heard you say that uh, when draft time comes, you you try to, to, to be loyal to your board and, and go predominantly best player available. A lot of rules for, from this past season have kind of gotten reset and are off the table. Do you still feel that those are still your guiding principles when, when you get close to the draft? Yeah, the draft process is the draft process. And I think that we really what we should do is we should follow what we did last year because I thought it was very successful. And, you know, we had a lot of interaction between the scouts and the coaches, and we came up with – uh, uh, basically a round by round list and Matt and I collaborate and you know you look at last year's draft class not only the draft eligible players but the guys we got in rookie free agency and and I think that we're, we're happy with most of the guys that we got and and a lot of them are on the active roster right now so the process doesn't change it's going to be more difficult this offseason because Again, there's questions about, you know, can you go to pro days? How are you going to get in front of these guys? The combine, how's that going to work? You know, are they going to limit the number of people there? How's the senior bowl going to work? The other all-star games have been canceled, but the senior bowl right now is still on. But how's that going to operate? I mean, there's so many questions right now that you just kind of go step by step and attack it like you would, and then you have to adjust to, to any changes. Marty Herney on Panther Talk, general manager of Carolina Panthers. Marty, before you hopped on, Matt Rule told us that really the only thing he's – he's not interested in any really eval or anything these last four games other than just winning games. Do you see it the same way? 
Yeah, that's always the the number one goal. Every time you step on the field, it's winning games. And and the process during the week is about winning games. Now, a byproduct of that from a personnel standpoint is you're always evaluating. You're always evaluating your team, your players to try to get better. But the only thing that matters every Sunday is to go in is to, to, to win the game. Two last questions, and we'll let you get back to work. The 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 virus uh, has continued to affect more businesses, more families. The NFL, Marty, and the Carolina Panthers have have of course not not been spared. This deep into the season, uh, are things happening about the way that you you thought that it might when we first got into this journey? Yeah, you know, we were told that you know going into Thanksgiving time, and then we had the bye week we were told to expect ramp-ups and, and there have been some ramp-ups. I think, I will say, I think our organization led by, you know, Dr. Gritter and Eddie Levins, Kevin King, our trainer, and Sean Padden um, have done a tremendous job as far as, as making sure that we are compliant and everybody's wearing masks and doing everything that we can do to make our facility and the things we do while we're in the facility as safe as possible. But as you know, it's just, this is COVID-19 affects everybody outside the building. And, you know, there are going to be players and staff members and just like society that come down with it. And you just, you know, what we try to do from a roster standpoint is to have our practice squad filled with players from different positions that can fill holes for us if if they come up quickly. So, and and it's a little more difficult this year as far as Zach's concerned, to be honest, because when you bring a player in for a tryout, he has to test for five days before he can even try out and get in the building. So, you know, it does definitely presents its challenges, but I think our organization has done an excellent job. Last question for you. When this is all over and we get back to normal, uh, what are you looking forward to the most? Getting out to colleges, you know, being able to go see more players face to face, you know, in, in as far as during the week and and then in games and and because that that really is invaluable. But it's really just getting back to life as normal in it for not only from a work perspective, Mick, but from a family perspective. I think we're all looking forward to that, but. Right now, we just have to be as compliant as we can with and as smart as we can with protocols and the things that we can do to try to protect us. It'll be great to see everyone again, no doubt. And in the meantime, we, we look through Zoom at one another. But, Marty, thanks for doing that with us. We've enjoyed the visit as always and look forward to seeing you this week. Appreciate it, Mick. Our visit with Panther GM Marty Herney brought to you by FanDuel. The gridiron pick'em remains free every week directly from the Panthers app on your phone. You can win up to $1,000. Visit the Panthers app now, register your free account, and get ready for your next game. You might win. You might be a player. Who knows? FanDuel, official partner of the Carolina Panthers. Hey, Mick, could I uh, say something here? I, I thought it was interesting what he said about the practice squad, that you got to have full players who are ready to go ahead and take a spot right now. I mean, and that has really changed the landscape of the practice squad with COVID because if somebody gets sick, you got to be able to step in right now. And so it, practice squad is not like an easy vacation. It's get ready to play. Good words. Well, How I, many times, Oak, have coaches uh, patronizingly patted us on the head and said, starters are starters for a reason, Nick. <laughs> yeah. But Matt Rule doesn't do it that way. Because um, – you know, their jobs are on the line, and not that his is not, but, uh, you know, the jobs are on the line, so they don't necessarily 
take the time to do what Coach Rule and his staff are doing, which is being a developmental roster, which is actually the smartest thing you can do. Yeah. Because not only in a COVID year, but anytime you have injuries, you can see your season go sideways. Why not have players taking reps, as you say, on practice on Wednesday and Thursday? You see Rodney Smith carrying the ball yes. in the first series of the first quarter, not just as a, giving a guy a break later in the game, almost making him a starter along with Trent Cannon at, at running back at times, even though Mike Davis is healthy and playing at that time. So it's it's really an ingenious way of doing things, making all 53 players uh, not completely interchangeable, but uh, where they can play multiple positions and be ready to start or, or fill in when needed. Back in September, and we got to go to break here, but uh, Coach Rule said, he was asked about this, second team, third team, and I love the way he said it. He said, I tell the team, you're on second team. That's not a tattoo. That's not permanently on on you. You can change your status. Yes, you Work can. hard, and, 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 and you can change it. You can affect it. And I'm sure – I mean, it was a colorful way to say it, but, but mm-hmm. it just made an impression on me that you know he believes in that, being a developmental staff. Instead of playing your iron 11, and then if somebody gets hurt, uh-oh, what do you do? It's a fantastic way to do business in the National Football League. So what Matt Rule said something interesting about these last four games, and we'll tell you what that was in our opinion and address it with the guys when we come back. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. In the movie Patton, George C. Scott, as General George Patton, in the address to the troops, Mm -hmm. said something along the lines at one point of, now, I don't want to get any word that we're holding our position. We're not holding on to anything except the enemy, and we're holding them by the ears, and we're kicking them in the tooth all the time. Right in the tooth. Punch a man right in the tooth. (laughs) Right in the mouth. Right in the tooth. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Rule I love this, what he said today. He was asked about you know, eval and, and, and A, player A, player B, these last four games, almost as if this was a litmus test. And he was very polite, Coach Rule was, but he, he could hardly wait for the question to finish so he could jump in and say, our only thought, our, our singular focus is to win these mm-hmm. four games. Yep. How's that hit you? That's up? the agenda. I love it. And uh, and he went on to say, because I was on there too, about uh, I couldn't look the Panther fans in the eye if I did it any other way. Uh, you 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 owe it to him, and I agree with that for any team. I mean, I'm glad he's he's got that, but uh, you know the fans are engaged and uh, they they give their their hearts and they give their money and uh, their passion, and to say yeah we're just gonna bench our best player and um, bring it on in the house tank a little bit and uh, come back next year with a higher draft pick by five spots maybe. There's it's no way of conducting you know, business. That's not going to set any kind of winning tone. But I do think, uh, Eugene, that they've done a good job of doing both, of trying to win games and, and winning some games while evaluating and seeing a guy like Jermaine Carter step up, right? And, Absolutely. And have opportunities. See Mike Davis step up, have opportunities, do something with that. So uh, 
even a guy like Chris Reed, you know, at, at left guard. Uh, I think you just you just you, you're trying to win games, but you're also trying to figure out well who are we going to move forward with, and who are some of the core guys, and you know, who are guys we can count on moving forward. So you can do both and and not you know just kick the can and say we're not going to try to win this week. Well, that's the common position that that's held by every football player, whether you're in high school, whether you in college, is that you're playing to win. Coaches, they always reinforce that you're playing to win. You're not playing to, to phone it in. You're not playing to, to tank it in. And that's why it it kind of rubs you the wrong way. Would anybody would suggest that, hey, these last four games don't mean anything. Just go ahead and uh, you could just go kind of phone it in. That's that's not how you play. That's not how you do business. And that's not what you're taught. And that's what Coach Rule was, you know, what he's basically saying is, look, hey, we're trying to win. That, that, the goal of playing any football game is to win the game. Make no mistake about that. That's the goal of every football game that you play is to win, not to come in second or lose, is to win. And so I like that. I like the attitude of saying, look, I'm not phoning in the season. We're going to go out to play, and we're using something, uh, all means necessary and all body, able bodies, every, every hands on deck, get ready to play. And if you're not ready to play, then go find another team to go ahead and play for. In the movie, by the way, George C. Scott, notoriously difficult to work with. He was told that scene was going to be at the end of the movie, but they changed the, the producers changed their mind, put it at the beginning of the movie, and he uh, he was upset, and uh, that was sort of his default settings. Great movie, though, by the way. That's great. One movie. of the greats. So when we come back, we're going to violate every rule in the book, and we're going to talk about what Jim and Eugene think the Panthers need through the draft for 2021. That's next. Just the two of us? From, well, I might chime in. We can make That's, it if we try just the two I think two we should all do that. Bill Withers. You and I. Yeah. We'll do that if we have time, if we haven't taken too much time <laughs> getting into the commercial. Next, from Bank of America Stadium. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This disclaimer, Jim, Eugene, and I, we do not coach the team. We don't try to get anybody hired and fired. We're just guys who love the Panthers. Uh-oh, so what's coming? So, I'll start. Okay. Linebacker. A couple of skull crushers. I'm talking about draft oh, okay. possibilities think, okay. for this, this coming season. So, you're talking draft? Kind of. What do you think, Zoe? I think um, before I do that, i got a two-part answer, as uh, people like to do on the Zooms. <laughs> but, uh, here's the first of the two. One of us, one of these weeks, we have to ask Marty, how are we going to re-sign Curtis Samuel and Taylor Moten? Because I think they're both critical. He's yeah. your best uh, to me. Obviously, young offensive lineman and Moten. And, and Samuel's just so important in this offense and great teammate and blocker. So I hope those happen because that changes the answer of what the draft is if they don't. Because if they don't keep Taylor Moten, I think you really have to look at the offensive line mm-hmm. uh, tackle spot with Russell Okung uh, in the last year of a deal and uh, a body that's uh, not been on the field a lot this year. So I would think offensive tackle could be a big one. Eugene, what do you think? Eugene. Do we have Eugene? I'm hearing I hear football. Place. I'm hearing football sounds. I think you, did, you, did Eugene go to watch football? <laughs> what kind of operation is he running? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry about the operation. I was, what were I you was, doing in there? I was actually going through some highlights on Drew Locke. <laughs> I was hearing highlights, but I just thought it was like the TV in the No, room. It was, I was doing some highlights on Drew Locke and seeing why was he throwing the ball so well. <laughs> My bad. Okay, so I'm Mick Mixon. He's Jim Zoki. <laughs> Does he have time to answer it? No. I do have a time not to answer. No. No. Out of time. 
How did Drew, how did Drew yeah, look, look, look. So, actually, he threw the ball extremely well, and, and particularly his intermediate route. He threw a 25-yard ball. Uh, he's dropped back about five yards. He takes like a, a one-step drop and lets it go. Well, good. Good information. That wasn't the question, but great Probably answer. better than what we were working with. <laughs> yeah. So, with that, for Jim, Eugene, it's Mick. You've been listening to Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Good night. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football, and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.